everyone. My name is Zachary Rodier, and welcome to episode 81 of 614 Check here on the Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio Podcast Network. And we have a great show for you today. We're going to get into the Ohio State women's and men's hockey teams and talk about the Blue Jackets as well. So without further ado, let's get right into this week's focus. It's time for this week's focus here on 614 Check. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode today because all the games were away and not as much to break down as usual episodes. So let's get into it right away. So the, the Ohio State women's hockey team sweeping the Huskies 4-2 to in the first game. It was a three-goal first period. Caleb Barnes 47 seconds into the first period. That was a huge start for the Ohio State women's hockey team just to get things underway right away. A big matchup. You knew the stakes. The only WCHA team to beat the Ohio State team this year. So a big start was huge for the Buckeyes. Sloan Matthews and then Jenna Buglioni getting in the mix as well. And McKenna Webster getting the fourth goal for Ohio State. Reagan Kirk was in net for the Buckeyes, so she had a total of 13 saves. The Buckeyes let in one power play goal while on the penalty kill. They didn't get a power play goal, and Ohio State led St. Cloud State on the faceoffs 29-28. to So that was a really good start for the Buckeyes on the road against a really good St. Cloud State team. But now let's move on to the second game for Ohio State. They squeaked out with a 3-2 win, getting their 10th win on the road this season in WCHA play. And it started with St. Cloud State getting the first goal on a turnover that the Buckeyes usually don't do defensively. Uh, And the Buckeyes were down by one, but Kiara Zanin got the huge equalizer. So then going into the second period, the game was tied at 1-1. But 103 into the second, McKenna Webster got a goal. And then Ohio State was able to extend its lead when Joy Dunn one time to pass from Zanin past Sonny Ahola and able to get it 3-1 for the Buckeyes. Then St. Cloud State, they pulled the goalie, they got a goal, and then they continued to push with the empty net. And they had a lot of great chances, but Amanda Teeley, who was in net for the Buckeyes in that game, getting 18 saves, shutting things down as well. The Buckeyes did not get a power play goal in this game, and they allowed a power play goal for St. Cloud State. So two power play goals allowed well on the PK for Ohio State this weekend. No power play goals for them. So again, Head coach Nadine Muzzerell and the Buckeyes have been talking about the special teams all season. That's something they will continue to want to improve on uh, and something that they can look at. Because when you look at how strong Ohio State is right now, I mean, these are two really big wins. You got Wisconsin left. Those are really big games for Ohio State at the very end of the season. And then you have St. Thomas and Bemidji State who are lower down in the WCHA standing. So these are two really big games for Ohio State playing a really good team. And it was the one team that's beaten them all season in the WCHA. So you knew it was going to be a difficult task. And let me just say from watching these games as well, Brian Adolski's St. Cloud State team is very good. They are a very difficult team to play against. And the way it's looking right now in the WCHA, we're looking at a potential first-round series between Minnesota Duluth and St. Cloud State. And that would be an unbelievable series in the first round. And it's really a coin toss of who would come out into the final faceoff. But 
whoever that is, say Ohio State stays number one, they're going to take on St. Cloud State or UMD if both teams make it to the final faceoff. I mean, Ohio State and then one of St. Cloud State or UMD if it's that 1-4 matchup. Assuming things in the WCHA standings stay um, perfect right now, but of course things can definitely change. Um, but that's how things are looking. Ohio State's possibly going to see St. Cloud State or UMD again very soon. So these past two weekends, playing those two teams and getting all those wins, a really good test. But you can always see where you are and how well you are playing and also take things to improve upon as well. Um, there's always things you can improve upon, even if you are the best unanimous team in the NCAA of women's hockey right now, which Ohio State are from the USCHO and USA hockey polls. Um, I mean, they're at top of the pairwise as well. And from the eye test, they look like the number one team. But you can always continue and improve. And maybe the special teams is what they look at. Maybe it's different entries or whatever it is. Teams are always trying to get better. And before the playoffs come around, that is the things that um, the little things are become really big in the playoffs. Um, if it's that national championship game and you are on the penalty kill, that's got to be a kill. Those are all those big moments, and they may not seem as big right now in the regular season, um, but in those big moments, the special teams are very important, um, and that is something that the Buckeyes, you know, they got a really big power play goal against an unbelievable PK in UMD in that second game. Um, a team that killed 33 straight penalty kills, Ohio State was able to get one. So if the Buckeyes are able to break through against that penalty kill unit, they can continue to repeat it and just, um, you know, it's going to take even more. Uh, they practice it all the time, I'm sure. Uh, and that is something they're going to try and work on uh, for the coming weekends as well. And, you know, the penalty kill, every special teams can be practiced over and over and over and over again. You can always get better with the better synergy and everything that goes around um, the passes. And, but at some point too, if you overpractice it, you can start to overthink things as well. You want to let the game breathe. Uh, so you want to practice it as much as you can, but also make sure you're not overthinking it. Uh, and I think that goes for every single team. Uh, you know, we're talking about Ohio State women's hockey right now, but if we're talking about the men's team who have struggled in the penalty kill this year, if we're looking at the Blue Jackets who were doing unbelievably in the penalty kill, but then have struggled as of late, uh, letting two power play goals in against Seattle. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but the penalty kill and the power play are always X factors on teams. And those are things that every team's always looking to get better at. Um, but we will see how it turns out. And Ohio State, they're going to, you know, they can't take any game off. And the Buckeyes will take on Bemidji State Friday and Saturday. Uh, it will be 6 p.m. And then game two is at 3 p.m both on Big Ten Plus. I will have the second game, the Saturday game on SGSR with Reed Murray. It's going to be a really good game uh, and I'm excited to see how that turns out um, because I actually will be calling the men's hockey game on Big Ten Plus on Friday with Connor Shue, um, which should also be a really good game. So Ohio State, they are going to get ready for Bemidji State. And as we look at the WCHA standings right now, uh, you know, we've continued to talk about that six-point differential between Ohio State and Wisconsin. And after this past weekend in the WCHA, that is where things currently stand right now. 
Now, when you look at Wisconsin's schedule, they will have uh, St. Cloud State this coming weekend, and then they will have Bemidji State, and then end their season with Minnesota and then Ohio State. So the Buckeyes, if they beat St. Thomas and Bemidji State in regulation in both games and get a total of 12 points from the next two weekends, and they go into their Wisconsin series with um, at least a six-point cushion um, because they would— if they win these games out, they would have at least six-point cushion over Wisconsin. But the Badgers do have still big games against St. Cloud State and Minnesota. Um, and if that cushion changes, then there could be a big potential opportunity that the Buckeyes um, could even clinch the Julianne by Cup beforehand as well um, before that weekend, depending how things are. Um, so we will have to see how the standings continue to go. Again, Ohio State, they are in a really good position for the Julianne by Cup, which would be their second uh, in a row and their second in uh, the team's history. Um, so that would be really big. But right now, even with the cushion you are in the WCHA standings, you do not want to get over your head at all because every game in the NCAA and in the WCHA is very difficult. Anything can happen. And you don't want to say, oh, we're at this big cushion and, you know, take a game off. You got to get ready for the playoffs and put everything on the line. And and after the way Ohio State plays and the way head coach and Dean Mazzarell coaches, there's no reason to think that Ohio State will take their foot off the gas pedal before they win the Julian by Cup, the final faceoff, and the national championship. Of course, that's a team's dream every single year. And even though you're going to play opponents that are at the bottom of the WCHA standings over the next two weeks. St. Thomas with eight points in last place, Bemidji State with 10 in second to last. They've only had three WCHA wins all season long. Um, St. Thomas has had two. So, you know, those are games that I don't think Ohio State's going to, you know, take their foot off the gas pedal for because they're still WCHA games and the way Ohio State has played in the past and how we've seen them play against those teams every single season and on the road, they never take it off. And that's exactly what you want from a team. Uh, and it should uh, continue to be very interesting games and see how Ohio State continues to go. So now let's talk about the men's team. They didn't get the results they wanted, but they had two really close games against Penn State. Both games they dropped four to three, and let's talk about them right now. So the men's team, the Buckeyes scored the first goal of the game, but then the Nittany Lions tallied the next three goals with one in the first and two power play goals in the second for three one lead going into the third period. And then Ohio State cut the lead to one twice in the third period, but then their rally ultimately fell short. Um, it's not exactly what Ohio State wanted, but against a good Penn State team. You know, that's a a really good effort from Ohio State. You know, it's hard to say that, too, because, of course, the Buckeyes wanted to win that game. They came out really hard. But, look, we were talking about the penalty kill for the women's hockey team, allowing two power play goals in the second period. That will definitely hurt you. Um, and that's just how things go sometimes. You don't have a penalty kill the way you want it. And... You know, we always talk about, and when head coach Steve Rollick was on the show, about how important special teams are. They can win or lose you the game, and in that case, letting in two power play goals uh, is not ideal and definitely hurt the Buckeyes in that game. 
But, you know, when it comes to Ohio State as well, and how they played against Notre Dame a few weeks ago, and they got that first Big Ten win, they're starting to have some, of course, not those wins, but tight games against Penn State, which I think was good for them. Um, despite not getting the win, of course, they would have loved that. Um, but there are always some positives you can take um, from this weekend. In that second game as well, um, Penn State led one nothing after the first period, and they pushed the lead to three nothing in the second. And Ohio State then got the next three goals to tie it with just 13 minutes left in regulations. But then the Nittany Lions netted the eventual game winner on the power play with less than five minutes to go. So another power play goal hurting Ohio State. That is something that has continued to hurt this team um, in recent games, of course. I mean, the two in that game on Friday and then this one, that is definitely something that Ohio State can continue to look at and work on. Again, being down, you know, let's throw out that power play goal that they let in with less than five minutes remaining. You were down 3 nothing, um after the first two periods. And while you have to be really impressed with your team and how they came back uh, and tied the game after they were down 3 nothing, you want to think about as you're looking at the games and the footage this week, how do we make sure that we're not in that position again to be down by three goals? Um, because if we have a great you know, third period, the way that we did, and we came back and scored three goals, um, then we can win that game if we don't let in those first three goals. So if I'm Ohio State, that's what I'm looking at. How can they make sure that those three straight goals uh, don't happen uh, so that the team can have an easier job keeping things tight later in the game? Head coach Steve Rollick said, and I quote, we dug ourselves a hole and got into penalty trouble. We were able to battle back and found a way to get even. We were relentless to the end. It just wasn't enough to get the wind, end quote. So Ohio State, they will look to bounce back as they host number 14 Michigan Friday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 8 p.m. in Value City Arena. Um, so the series will be game one, of course, with me and Connor Shu on Big Ten Plus, game two being on Big Ten Network. Um, both for men's and women's hockey, um, tickets are required. So for Ohio State, not exactly what they wanted against Penn State, of course, but two games where... There's things that you know you can work on. Uh, it's with the special teams and, you know, digging yourself into a hole with those first three goals. You can say, you know, sometimes when you're losing these games and you just don't know what you can fix and what went wrong. But when you're looking at the tape, if you're Ohio State this week, you can pinpoint, okay, penalty trouble, penalty kill. This is what we did wrong. Um, this is what we did on those first three goals to dig ourselves a hole a little bit. And you can take lessons out of that and improve upon it and try and get some big wins against Michigan this weekend. So taking those games as learning opportunities is something that can be really useful, especially with a lot of new pieces coming into the team this year as they're still learning and getting ready for the Big Ten playoffs. These are all really big and important lessons that can be learned. Um, so again, we'll see how it turns out against Michigan this weekend. It can be something that the team can continue to improve upon um, and having two tight games. You know, if Michigan does go up by a huge margin, then Ohio State said, you know what? We were down by three goals to Penn State and we were able to come back and tie the game. 
Um, so having those things, even though you lost that game, ultimately having the confidence that you can come back from a three goal deficit is something really valuable for a team as well uh, and gives you the confidence again, even though they didn't win that game. There are some really good positive things you can take from both of those games as well and some things you can work on. And I think that's a good recipe for success as you're continuing to learn and get better every weekend. Have some things in the game you can take positives out of and have some things you can continue to work on. Um, and once you're able to work on those things and put it with the things that you're already doing that are really well, then you're going to have a lot of success. And we'll see if Ohio State can put the pieces together this weekend um, against Michigan. The Wolverines, they're very good. They, of course, have Blue Jackets prospect Gavin Brindley in there, um, in addition to a lot of great players for the Wolverines. So it's going to be a great series. And always, the rivalry brings out a lot as well. Uh, and I guarantee you, Value City Arena, it is going to be busy that weekend uh, and this coming weekend for the rivalry games. And then... The Buckeyes will then bring in Wisconsin, which is not going to be easy at all um, as the Wisconsin Badgers are having themselves a great series as well. Um, so now let's move on to the Columbus Blue Jackets on their Western Canada trip. In this past week, the Blue Jackets losing to the Edmonton Oilers 4-1 on Tuesday, then getting a big 5-2 win against the Calgary Flames on Thursday, then a 5-4 overtime loss on Saturday, and a 4-2 loss on Sunday. So I talked about a little bit with the penalty trouble for Ohio State. Um, for both teams, the Blue Jackets in the game against the Seattle Kraken, they had some penalty trouble as well, uh, especially when it came to the penalty kill, allowing two goals from Jordan Eberle in the first period on the power play. Sharon McCann also getting a goal in between those two power play goals in that first period. But then the Blue Jackets had a strong pushback. Yegor Chinikov getting two goals. But then despite a strong push by the Jackets, uh, Brandon Tanev was able to get the empty netter for Seattle. But there's some really good things you can take out of that game. Um, it's really Yegor Chinikov and the push by the Jackets in the third period. Um, Yegor Chinikov is a very good player uh, for this Blue Jackets team. A big sniper, fast speed, and he's been showing that 200-foot game as well. Um, this is a pick and a guy for the Blue Jackets, still young, that can do really big things for them in the future. Um, the way that he's shooting, that wrist shot is so dangerous, has a lot of speed on it. By just using the wrist shot, sometimes, you know, to get that really fast speed, you have to do the slap shot. But Chinnikov's able to, he was able to beat the Seattle Kraken twice in that game. Um, and when they were trying to find the equalizer for the Blue Jackets, they kept trying to give it to Chinnikov as well, um, due to just how hot he was in the game. And he's been having himself a pretty hot streak recently as well, scoring a lot of goals. Um, so he is continuing to get better and better for the Blue Jackets. That 200-foot game, he had some penalty kill time as well um, in the past month or so um, while some other players were out. So he is continuing to grow and become a big player for the Blue Jackets. That Calgary game, when we talk about that one, that win, Yegor Chinnikov getting uh, a goal, of course, Damon Severson. But Alexander Texier in this road trip so far getting two shorthanded goals, so Big for him in the penalty kill for the Blue Jackets. In that regard, Voronkov and Fantilli getting goals in that win for Calgary. Um, so those are big things. You know, the Blue Jackets letting in some power play goals. Um, they've been struggling on the penalty kill a little bit, but then they get those shorthanded opportunities as well. Um, so 
of course, special teams are something that every team wants to work on. And, you know, the Blue Jackets had a really strong penalty kill at the beginning of the season. Maybe hasn't gone their way in the past few games. But when you look at how well they did at the beginning of the season, you can look at what went well and try and get that back together. And don't forget, too, with the penalty kill recently, the Blue Jackets didn't have Sean Corrales and they didn't have Boone Jenner. Both of them now back for the Blue Jackets. And those are players that are huge on the penalty kill. Um, and Zach Wierenski off injured reserve now in playing. So when it comes to the penalty kill, you're getting three big players back on the PK. So that's going to help your team as well. You know, you can't just look at the numbers. You got to look at the personnel too. And those are three players that were always big on the penalty kill for the Blue Jackets. And now that they're back, that can probably uh, help them um, continue to improve on the penalty kill and turn things around in that regard. So this coming week, they just have one more game. It is tonight, 8 p.m. versus the St. Louis Blues on the road. It will be on Bally Sports um, and the Blue Jackets radio network uh, in the Columbus region, of course, ESPN Plus elsewhere. Um, and then the Blue Jackets will go on their all-star break, their next game being February 10th. So they will have uh, a week plus off, which will be really good um, for all the players and everyone to just reset as well. Um, it's good for every team to get a nice break, rest the players a little bit as well. Um, so we will see how that turns out. So the All-Star game uh, and weekend, starting on Thursday, actually, you have the Fantasy Draft, which is going to be fun. I'm glad they're bringing that back. It was always a fun activity, I thought, letting the players draft their own teams, especially now that money's on the line as well. And they're doing four teams instead of two. Um I think that will be really interesting. There's also money on the line for the skills competition as well, which I think will be really interesting. Um, not every player is going to be competing. It's a different format this year, which I think will be cool. And then, of course, you have the games uh, as well. So it'll be a total of three, two teams playing off against each other um, at a time, of course. And then you also have the PWHL three-on-three showcase. So there's a lot going on in the All-Star Weekend, and it will be really fun. Um, so that's everything you need to know in this week's Focus. So now let's get into the Rapid Headlines in College Corner. <music> Let's now get into the rapid headlines and college corner here on 614 check. An injury update from the Blue Jackets public relations. They said on Monday that Blue Jackets forward Adam Fantilli suffered a cut to his left leg from a skate blade in Sunday's game at Seattle and will not play at St. Louis on Tuesday. He will receive further evaluation after the club returns to Columbus following the game versus the St. Louis Blues. Blue Jackets also have placed Adam Boquist on injured reserve and recalled defenseman Nick Blankenberg from the Cleveland Monsters. Um, also, we do know Brendan Gallagher was suspended five games uh, for a hit. Of course, Gallagher with the Montreal Canadiens. Arizona was able to claim Adam Rizika off waivers from the Calgary Flames. New Jersey claiming Nick DeSimon off waivers from Calgary. And then we talked about Zach Horensky coming back for the Blue Jackets. David Juracek uh, was sent to Cleveland after Rorensky was taken off injured reserve. In other news, the Columbus Blue Jackets um, announced and the NHLPA and the NHL announced that the Blue Jackets forward Patrick Laine has entered the NHL and NHLPA player assistance program. He will be unavailable to the club for an 
indefinite period will he receive care. Uh, under the terms of the joint NHL and NHLPA program, he will return to the club when cleared for on-ice competition by the program administrators. Uh, Blue Jackets general manager Yarmo Kekalainen said, and I quote, Patrick has our complete support and our sole concern is his well-being. Out of respect for Patrick, we will have no further comment. Patrick Laine then on Instagram released a statement via his story saying, and I quote, dear fans and supporters, I wanted to take a moment to address my need to step away from the game for a while after careful consideration and discussion with my support network and the team. I've recognized the importance of prioritizing my mental health and well-being. Hockey has been my passion and my life, but I have come to realize that in order to perform at my best, I need to take this time to focus on myself. I'm grateful for the understanding and support of my team, the league, and our fans during this time. I look forward to returning to the ice with a clear mind and renewed energy. Thank you for respecting my privacy during this time and for your continued support with love, Patty. End quote. So that statement coming from Patrick Laine. Of course, all the best to him during this time. That's everything in the rapid headlines in College Corner, so let's now get into the outro. I hope you enjoyed episode 81 of 614 Check here on the Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio Podcast Network. Make sure you stay tuned for everything on the SGSR Podcast Network, the live broadcast as well, scarletandgraysportsradio.com. Make sure you follow them on social media at SGSR underscore OSU. You can follow our podcast at 61 4 check 4 check spelled f-o-r-e-c-h-e-c-k on x instagram and facebook you can also give me a follow on twitter slash x on zachary rodier r-o-d-i-e-r is how you spell that so thank you guys for your continued support and can't wait for next time episode 82 we'll continue to talk about things and be back here next week so thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time on episode 82 of 614 check